Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the New Wave Podcast, the coolest podcast on the earth. Hope you like my voice today because I'm going solo dolo as my other co-hosts were unable to join me. But as usual, I did get a cool guest to join me and today we got Sam Park. Pretty sweet dude, started his own little little company called Instinct X after dropping out of school not once but twice. Has got some attention from Gary V. has worked with Microsoft, LinkedIn, and Bumble. But that's enough. You just listen to the episode. Let's jump in the pool and get after it, baby. Welcome back, everybody, to the New Wave Podcast. We're here on Episode 9, reporting live from downtown Vancouver. If you're wondering whose voice this is, it's not Harry Ranges today because he's busy balling out for the Queen's Gales in the playoffs right now. Anglis Pratis, once again, is AWOL. He's not in Boston. He's in Cancun, and we really have no clue what that guy is up to right now. But right now, I'm here with a special guest, Sam Park. Sam, how are we doing today? Doing really good, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the pod, man. I was really excited for this episode. Um, basically, let's just start off with a background about yourself so we can give the people a perspective of who you are and what you're doing right now. Yeah, man. So I'm currently running a digital brand management agency uh, focusing on franchise groups, restaurant groups, and consumers packaged brands. Um, it's called Instinct X. Um, to simply put everything, we do social for brands, so we do Instagram and Facebook marketing. Um, my previous uh, experience before starting kind of this agency was in the uh, event space, mm-hmm. and so we hosted a couple events, and then that kind of led me to starting my own agency. Sweet. All right. Um, so the new wave, the whole thing about this is we want to be really transparent into an entrepreneur's life. So I want totally. to know the day one of Instinct X or Instant Media as it started. How did that come to be sitting down like did the idea pop in your head and what was the very first step to get it started yeah man so um this actually all started when i was in high school um i had a really good friend of mine at the time we basically wanted to work on ideas and build businesses together um and so we did everything from construction to building apps to um, you know, cutting down trees, you know, like yeah. just the very basics and moving rocks and landscaping and uh, kind of really started in the gutter. And, you know, at times we were losing money in a lot of the projects that we were working on and we were barely making any. Um, and then we just kept on working and we didn't really find a specific fit and time for school came around. And so I actually um, got accepted into Western. I declined my offer to go to Western in the summer to say, hey, I'm going to build a business. Um, if you have a immigrant mom um, or if you're born in any Asian household, I'm sure that if you tell your mom that you're not going to go to school, it's never going to end well. Um, and so my mom freaked out at me and threatened to kick me out of the house. And then, um, you know, that's how it all kind of started. And, you know, in, in the beginning, instinct media wasn't even a thing. I didn't have any clients or anything when I first took the leap um, and it failed miserably. And so I actually ended up picking up two different jobs. So I worked as a bus boy at a rest- at a hotel and then I worked at... A, a corporate moving company as a marketer and then while I was working full-time um, for both those jobs I was doing online schooling to get into another university because I was like you know what I got to go back to school and see yeah. if I can make this work um, while building my business and so that was probably a really crazy schedule and then that kind of continued and then I got into SFU and then was you know I, I could drop the two jobs because I was fortunate enough to make enough money to support myself in my business and then I gave school a shot, and then I dropped out within four months, and then now I'm building my business full-time for the last 
two years now. Okay. Yeah. So what was kind of that first step to get it started? How did you get your first client? Yeah, man. So like a lot of the, you know, back in high school, like, you know, me and my buddy, we used to go into the library and literally just pick up the phone and start calling. And I almost got expelled from my French class because I was just, I was just more focused on building a business than you yeah. know, focusing on school. And no disrespect to school. I think school is amazing. Um, you just got to find the right fit in terms of what's right for you. And so for me at that time, my interest, my curiosity was carried more through um, trying to get clients. And so a lot of it was cold emailing, picking up the phone, meeting business owners face to face and saying, hey, we're the right people for the job. Um, and that's how we kind of initially started our client base. And then as soon as we kind of started to grow a little bit bigger, I uh, invested building into a personal brand and then started hosting events, which led to a lot of deal flow. Mm-hmm. And then that's how we kind of started building a little bit more of the machine of what we have right now. Okay. So you're making these calls out in French class yeah. and you're supposed to be like a social media agency, correct? Yeah. What experience do you have and why would anyone answer to you? Yeah, man. So like when we first started, like I totally don't think that restaurant owners should have ever trusted us in the (laughs) beginning, but I think it was a bunch of, you know, ambitious, you know, naive kids that were trying to do something. And um, looking back at it now, it was quite stupid, but I really respect the, uh, the ambition to try something. And so even if we looked stupid or anything, I think that was kind of the, you know, the foundational building block to help us get to where we are. And so... Like, when we first started, you're right. They definitely shouldn't have trusted us. But um, that's how I find a lot of entrepreneurial stories begin with. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, go ahead. Um, (laughs) They're not allowed. They don't know what they're doing. But um, as they kind of go in through the trenches, they start to figure out a little bit more. So um, one of the biggest, I guess, case study examples was I grew up a comic page from zero zero to 30,000 followers within four months organically, Mm -hmm. no paid. And that kind of taught me the ins and outs of building Instagram. And then um, that transitioned me to be able to do it for brands. So who was that first client? Um, it was Jaggers. Um, it was Jaggers. It's a restaurant owner that's based right in front of Waterfront. Um, they own two different stores, one in Kit and one in downtown. They're like a sports bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we no longer have them as a client, but that's how we kind of started our trajectory. Mm-hmm. And how did you learn how to value your services? Because you kind of had no experience and then you're going to tell people, I want this much money. Yeah, so like the biggest thing was we were just terrible like i was i'm just so terrible at pricing as of right now that's one of the big things that i'm working on um because you know we range in terms of the clients that we work with so like we work with people that have you know multi-million dollar budgets and we also work with clients that have maybe like a fifty thousand budget for the year and so for us it's always kind of figuring out what our clients needs are and then now since it's just not me that's on the team before i could say hey i could take a hit and then work extra hours and get that client for that extra cash flow um, but as of right now, now we're actually starting to figure out, okay, how can we put people on payroll and then um, really try to actually figure out how to grow the team. And, you know, the team is wanting to get paid every time they come to work. You right. know, as much as they can love their job and put in the extra hours, they want to get paid. And so trying to figure out the actual expenses of the business, um, that was a really good way. And then multiplying and then figuring out how to actually have like a profit margin of 40 to 50% in every client project that we work with. That's been kind of the, the foundation. Mm-hmm. So... It seems like you kind of always had these side hustles growing up and it seems like you never really wanted to go to school. What was it inside of you that kind of knew you wanted to start your own thing? Is it the lifestyle you get with being an entrepreneur or you don't like taking orders from other people? I, you know what, I think it's foolish to say you don't like taking orders from anybody as an entrepreneur because you are taking, you are your client's servant. Right. Like if everyone tells you that you're going to be an entrepreneur for the lifestyle that you're going to live because you see all these fancy Instagrammers majority of the time you look at their actual bank account 
of these Instagram lifestyle entrepreneurs, they are not sitting on a lot of money. Right. It looks nice on social media, um, but in terms of the actual building a business, it, it really depends on what you're trying to do. You know, right. no harm to any lifestyle influencers or anything like that. It's just more so, are you trying to build a company that's going to scale and build into thousands of employees one day and build a legacy? Or are you just trying to build a business that's just going to be able to sustain you and you can go traveling, spend more time with your kids? There's no wrong or right. Um, but it really depends. But um, in order, I guess for us, um, we really want to change and actually impact people mm-hmm. um, in the way that we do business. And so that's kind of the big motivation in terms of us moving forward. Did I answer the question? Yeah. 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 It was just about the entrepreneurship yeah. lifestyle. You're taking Dude, you're orders working, from people. You're working a lot more hours than to be living the lifestyle, dude. Right. Like, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that people have. Mm-hmm. No, um, for sure. And it's, there's so much <laughs> shit that comes with it. And so a lot of people think that, like, you can automate everything and then, you know, peace out to a beach and then go travel the world. Like, as much as that's awesome, um, it's, it's really hard to do. Right. So where do you see Instinct X going? Do you want to grow it to be couple thousand people under you or just you know what, to sustain man? I have no idea yet as of right now because I'm still trying to figure out who I am mm-hmm. and I feel like I can't paint a vision as a leader for a company to get to a certain scale if I don't know who I am mm-hmm. and um, I think that's one of been the hardest process because as a leader or a CEO or any leadership position your job is to carry the map of the future mm-hmm. and your job is to lead the team to the future you know or whatever you see in your head and unless you can get that really dialed in, they, people don't have a reason to believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, one of the main reasons why I got into this business was never because of the lifestyle or anything like that. It was actually to literally buy my mom a house. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's literally the main reason why I started it ever. Like, and I've had a passion to, you know, support my mom and my family. Mm-hmm. And then everything else kind of came on as a cherry on top. And so even right now, my biggest focus right now is supporting my family. And, um, and yeah. So you have this vision of supporting your family, but you've took the hardest way possible to do that instead of going to school. I mean, originally when you were going to school, what was the plan for that? Were you studying business? What were you yeah, taking? I mean, so I was um, in grade 10. I wanted to be an engineer and then go work at a big company like Google. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, in grade 11, I just started to love business. And then mm-hmm. I tried business and then just fell in more love with it. And then I guess the, the traditional gig was for me to go to an Ivy League school or go to some sort of business program, go get an intern, co-op, go into an entry-level position and then climb the, climb the ladders. Um, but at that time, I didn't really feel like business school was teaching me the things that I would need to learn to build a business. Um, and I think that, you know, in my case, I would be going into so much debt to go to school. Yeah. Um, and it didn't really make a lot of sense for me. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to be like, what, 40 grand in debt mm-hmm. by the time I come out of a four-year program if I'm fully supporting everything myself from living costs to school. And then I'm going to be working an entry-level job that's going to probably pay me, you know, 40, 40K. Mm-hmm. And then I have to support myself, pay off those loans. And then if I ever wanted to become an entrepreneur after college, then I'm starting with, you know, 25 to 30 grand in debt. And I'm like... How are you ever going to create a company when you can barely support yourself while being 30 grand in debt? And so that didn't really make any sense to me. So I said, you know what? Screw it. We'll try it for a year. If everything goes to shit, then I can just go back to school. Right. Um, and so, yeah. 
So you said you kind of had two jobs um, at SFU. That was to support you going to SFU or that was to start this actual business? Both. Both, okay. Yeah. And how much did it cost to start this? What did you need to buy off the bat? What were your expenses early on? Our expenses were really low because we're a service-based company. And so like one of the big things was I partnered up with you know a videographer and we basically did video and then I sold video packages to small businesses for the longest time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I lost a lot of money on that. So what are the video packages? What do you mean? So like we've done commercials, um, we've done you know small videos, trailers. I'm not a video expert myself at all. Yeah. Um, but I would sell these packages and then I'd almost be the broker for videos, videographers. Okay. Yeah. And so I'd go to a business and say, hey, you need a video. This is how much it's gonna cost. And then I'll take a package and then I go to the videographer and say, hey, this is how much uh, I have a budget to do. And then I'll take a cut off that. Mm-hmm. And that's how it kind of initially started. Sweet. Um, so like when you look at your company online, it obviously looks very well put together. But oh, I'm we quick, have so much work to do. I'm quickly learning from this, like being an entrepreneur, like I kind of found it and my friends on the podcast found it the same way. Like we're just like, fuck it, let's start a podcast. We sat down one day, we're like, let's go record. Started that, we're like, all right, what's next? Build a website. How do we build a website? Yeah. I don't know, so many different options, Wix, Squarespace, all that. Yeah. And it's just like what you said before, you could go to business school, and you can take your four years of courses, your accounting, your finance, and you can learn. And I'm happy I did that. I mean, I've got a pretty good, like, fundamental knowledge, but I feel like I'm already learning so much just through starting this, and it's just a podcast. Like, I'm learning a little bit about graphic design and all totally. that, and it's amazing. Um, so what are kind of the next steps uh, for Instinct right now, and where are you guys right now currently? Um, I mean, you see, I saw you guys did some work with Microsoft, with LinkedIn. Yeah, and so... To answer the first question, where do we see Instinct going? Um, we want to try expanding out from west to east now. So we're going to be in Toronto full time uh, from May to September. We might actually move there. Mm-hmm. And then I might just come back and forth to manage clients in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of my like, franchise clients actually want to go out east as well. And so it's a really good move for us just to kind of test that out. Um, we want to grow. So right now we're a team of three. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to grow to maybe a team of you know five to eight by end of this year. That's a lot of freaking money, mm-hmm. um, and I got to figure out how we're going to do that. Um, and then we're also thinking of raising money to build uh, a product for um, you know potentially a SaaS product in the restaurant market, mm-hmm. and um, that's going to be one of the options that we're going to be exploring because mm-hmm. with the accelerator it gives us a lot of investment opportunities, um, and we're pre vetted, and so in terms of raising money, it's a lot easier. Um, and so that's going to be one of the options. The second question was, I think where was it now? But that kind of answered with where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I think we got that covered. Um, so we like to be real honest and transparent. So I'm sure some of our listeners might not know what an accelerator is. So yeah. why are you going to an accelerator in Toronto, and what is that? So yeah, we got into a program called the Next Thirty Six. Mm-hmm. Um, they choose thirty six entrepreneurs across Canada, and you're getting mentored by some really really dope people. Um, and they offer a fund um, where a lot of VCs have pitched in to be able to say, hey, we want to incubate the next level of talent coming out of Canada and they want to invest money into those projects. Mm-hmm. Um, we were extremely blessed and grateful to be a part of that program um, upcoming this year. And so we're just going to be seeing which way that we can go with that. Um, and an accelerator, the whole entire purpose of an accelerator is to help accelerate where your company's at. Mm-hmm. And so there's incubators and accelerators. Incubators are going to help you 
um, establish a business, figure out who your target audience is, who you're selling to, what's your pricing, what's your actual core competencies in terms of your services. Um, and then Accelerator is going to help a company that already knows what they're trying to do, but then really accelerate them, whether it be funding, mentorship, um, and are helping to build the framework or the infrastructure for the business, partnerships, mm-hmm. uh, all that jazz. Sweet. Um, so you guys are a social media agency, mm-hmm. but you guys aren't the only one, right? Oh, yeah. So kind of how do you differentiate yourselves from the others? Because there's so many other agencies doing this. Totally, man. Um, I think it's definitely one of the most competitive spaces in the market for sure. Um, in terms of differentiator, it literally just comes down to trust and who you know. And so for me, like, you know, you'll see a couple, like, I guess bigger name logos are like Microsoft, LinkedIn, and Hootsuite. One of the big things that I did early on in my career was build my personal brand on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And so in my, you know, in the trenches dropout days, I was uh, building a lot of content on LinkedIn. And so at one point I was averaging, you know, half a million views on my content on a platform like LinkedIn. And oh. so you, you, you hear that and you're like, how is that possible? I thought it was just a resume platform. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's actually turned into more of a social network. Yeah. And so with that viewership and audience, I was able to sol- sell out the first LinkedIn event. And then we worked with Microsoft to do a fireside chat series there. And then we approached Hootsuite. Um, and they just recently launched an accelerator and said, hey, we want you to host an event for us. Mm-hmm. And then that's how we kind of got in because our leverage was not the fact that I was 20 years old or 18, 19 years old at the time. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. It was more so the fact that I can bring people into the seats. Yeah. And so regardless of how old I was, it's like if I can bring people to the seats, then why would they care? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of value-based approaches in terms of delivering to companies. Yeah. Um, I'm not too familiar with the LinkedIn space. Like, I always have these random people adding me and then just, like, preaching content. So I guess I never really understood how powerful it is. So what kind of stuff were you providing on the platform and how was it getting all those views? Was that before um, Instinct X started or that was just to get the hype around it? It was was during. Because, like, Instinct has been always been building in the back. Like, it's never been... I've never taken the foot off of that machine ever. Right. Um, And so, in terms of LinkedIn, like, how are we doing it and what kind of content we're posting? I talk a lot about what it's like to build a business um, as a young entrepreneur. But the most recent thing that I'm doing right now, because I'm trying to, like, prepare myself to go into a speaker agency and establish a little bit more of a, like a credible, you know, brand presence because, yeah. you know, I walk into a room, a bunch of 50 year old people and they have a shit ton of money and they're looking for the next agency to work with. You have a 20 year old that comes in here and say, Hey, you should work with us. It's probably not going to work. You got the creative director sweater on though. I know. Right. <laughs> but like, it's one of those things where, you know, ageism still does exist yeah like blue collar mentality still does exist it's like you have to work your way up mm-hmm. and i'm totally i respect that but in order for me to kind of combat that i've been doing a lot of interviews with marketers from other companies and so um, there's a certain algorithm that you can also do like the way that you can look at instagram if you look at any famous influencer you know they'll have pod groups you know instagram's organic reach is dying right now but um you know, there's different ways that you can, you know, work the algorithm to get better views. And so LinkedIn happens to be in a state where, you know, if you get a bunch of influencers to comment on your stuff, you can go viral. Mm-hmm. And those are a lot of the methodologies that we utilize to go, I guess, viral on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of, uh, what is it, approaches for that. Um, yeah, I think that's how it all kind of started, especially in a place like LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I know Instagram's kind of changed the algorithm recently, so does that really affect your business? And then now you have to kind of learn everything all over again? You know, the big thing that we're starting to realize is like, 
we are a social agency, but now we're stepping more into as an actual marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing a lot more top line strategies. And so we're not relied just on Instagram. Right. Like we're moving into the chatbot space now. Um, Facebook advertisement, when we actually buy advertisements, it doesn't matter if our organic reach is good. Yes, your Instagram reach is gonna get you know changed a little bit, but like our goal is is Instagram, let's say flops tomorrow, is our business gonna die along with it? Uh-huh. My goal is to be able to say yes to that, as right now it's a no. Um, but in terms of us transitioning, I wanna be able to get off the vulnerability of just relying solely on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, your first, or not your first, I saw one of your LinkedIn events. I can't remember the guy's name. He added me on LinkedIn. I think he's doing similar stuff to you. Is it Manu? Manu, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so what does that guy do exactly? Is Swish? he kind of in the same boat? Like he no. just kind of started grinding it out? and then So like... I actually interviewed Swish right here. Damn. Yeah, so I actually flew him out for two of our events. Um, He's in the rewarding fan space now. So mm-hmm. he's building a company called True Fan. He's trying to reward fans, um, especially for, I think, sports teams mm-hmm. and influencers okay. and brands. And so basically what they do is they look at the most engaged users on social media platforms like Twitter um, and then see who engages with your content the most. And then they provide a list of fans that engage with your stuff the most. And then they can reward them to say, hey, here's a free coupon. Here's a discount. Here's a loyalty point. Uh-huh. Um, different stuff like that. Sweet. So I know you usually charge for this service. But if you let's say the New Wave podcast was your client, what would be some advice you could give to us on how we can grow our brand? Because like I said, dude, I would go so aggressive through LinkedIn. Through LinkedIn, yeah, really? So yeah, we've yeah. done one post on LinkedIn. Dude, it is the biggest jackpot right now. So like, okay. I'm actually in the process of building you're getting some new and un- unmaterial right now. Uh, <laughs> I haven't told this to anybody. Um, I'm in the process of building a course right now for LinkedIn. And so a couple of our case studies right now, I'm actually scaling executives' personal brands on that platform. Uh And so the two people that I'm currently working with is Charlie. He was the previous global director for Red Bull Uh uh, for all their social media. And so I'm scaling his account right now. Uh And then I'm going to be working with a guy named Eric Termundi, um, who's an international speaker, and I'm going to be scaling his profile and then using that as a case study. And so the reason why I'm making these moves is LinkedIn's, opportunity window gap is going to only exist for such a short period of time uh-huh. like before do you remember when instagram before it became kind of this you know where these beautiful influencers are like doing such like before the jay alvarez's of the world where it was just like people posting yeah, like food look what i'm eating today totally. just like anything they yeah. wake up like oh let me post that straight to insta yeah. and like get there two was likes a, totally and so like before that it was a lot easier to gain followers. Yeah. And so LinkedIn is kind of in that premature stage where, you know, it's still saturated, but like there's a lot more damage that you can do. And so I would try to get all your podcasts, your comments, your insights on what you think. Mm-hmm. Interviewing other people through LinkedIn mm-hmm. would be really good. I would also reach out to every single person that you want to interview through LinkedIn. Because mm-hmm. every single person checks their LinkedIn, but not... They might ignore your email, but they're more less like lessly inclined to less inclined to ignore your LinkedIn message compared to your email. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so should we start? Do we just start reaching out to random people we think would be good on our podcast? You should what? build a like a content strategy. So like, let's say you post Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, figure out what you want to talk about and what you want to be known for. Mm-hmm. Engage a lot in the LinkedIn community to be like, hey, like, love what you're doing. This is what I'm doing in the space of podcasting, interviewing some really dope people. Mm-hmm. Um, would you would you have any recommendations of anybody who should be on here? Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. So, with social media, 
it seems like you've kind of been through all the ups and downs, you know, when Instagram's pumping, when LinkedIn is. Where do you think the future of social media is heading? Do you think there's a new platform around the corner? TikTok's hot right now. TikTok. That's like the new Vine, right? Yeah. And it's like getting a lot more of the younger demographic. Mm. Um, Because Facebook right now is predominantly going to be a pay-to-play game. And it's going to be catering a little bit more to the older folks, so above 35. Mm-hmm. But you have, you know, Instagram that's catering to 18 to 35 really heavily. And you have Snapchat that's catering to, you know, under 20. Mm-hmm. And then you have TikTok that's going to be catering to a lot of, I guess, more of the younger side Gen Z people. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the next big thing, I have no idea. If I did, I'd probably be working on it. Yeah. Um, but Messenger Chatbot is really hot right mm-hmm. now. So, like, chatbotting through... Facebook's Messenger pro- program. Yeah. Instagram is going to be launching their identical version of Messenger. It's going to be called Direct in the next two years. Okay. And so that's going to be launching, and there's also going to be chatbots developed on that as well. And so that's one of the things that we're preparing for. Um, but yeah, that's Instagram's hot right now. Okay. I like guess hot. Brands yeah. are going to be investing a lot more money in there. Um, is there any story you have that you thought like you might have really screwed it, like you would have had to give up? Dude, I almost gave up doing this February, last, last year February. Okay. Um, it was hard, man. There's, I think a lot of the big things is like you get to hear the highlights of everything, but there's been some really tough times where I genuinely was like, damn, this is it. Yeah. Um, where my account was, you know, in the negatives and I genuinely couldn't pay any of the bills myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been deals where I lost money. Um, on one project we lost 14 grand <laughs> and like that was how do you lose money on a deal though like you so we had a video project that we we're shooting down in LA and then we rented everything and we were basically uh, preparing for all the initial deposits hiring the actors makeup artists and everything and then we fucked it as a team um, in terms of storyline and then our client was so unhappy that they just decided to fire us on the spot yeah and I still have to pay all the people Shit. So it's one of those things where it's like, that literally made me want to puke. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. And if you don't have 14 grand sitting in your bank account, it makes you want to puke. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Man. So how do you turn that around? You got 14 grand you need to find. What's next? You know what? I could give you a lot of the technical answers as possible, but like one of the big things that I've changed within my life recently is faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people can look at that in a different way, but I, I, I actually live a lot of my life through Christian values. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come from a Christian home, and so for me, like, you know, everybody looks at it as kind of like a religious, you know, outlook, but for me, it's literally just having a relationship with, I don't know, a higher being than just mm-hmm. yourself. Right. And I feel like that has really connected me in terms of why I do what I do. Um, and so, yes, like now I don't really do business for the sake of making money. Mm-hmm. I want to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to help my family. I want to help the beautiful people around me. Um, and the people that I don't know yet. And so for me, faith has been a huge, huge North Star. Mm-hmm. And knowing that everything's going to go fine, um, knowing that serendipitous, you know, serendipity exists mm-hmm. and beautiful moments that you don't necessarily expect to happen. And I think that's one of those biggest safety nets that you can rely on as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have that safety net, you're waking up every day with panic, anxiety, and it's so easy to spiral into depression. Right. Um, but if you have that ability to be able to trust that everything's going to go the way it needs to. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's a lot harder said than done. But um, my biggest thing is like trying to make a lot more love-based decisions rather than fear-based decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing this podcast? 
Are you scared that you're not going to be able to get a job and that's the reason why you're doing it? That's a fear-based action. Okay. Are you doing it because it's love-based because you really genuinely just want to offer a lot of value to other people? Then that's the right way to go. Are you asking me or you want, you want the actual answer? Sure, let's do it. Dude, I told you. Literally, three of my buddies just sat down. We're like, we like to talk. We like entrepreneurship. Let's hit record and let's see what happens. See, um, like, that's dope because like, now you're doing it with the people that you love. But like, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that do it because they fear something. Uh-huh. You know, like A lot of entrepreneurs are showing people do it because they need the validation from others. Mm-hmm. They need to feel important or they need that title. Like a lot of people I ask, like, why do you need the, ter- like the term founder? Mm-hmm. I hated calling myself an entrepreneur because I thought entrepreneur was like the sleazy businessman, mm-hmm. you know? I didn't like that. And a lot of people are like using that title now. Um, everyone's I, an entrepreneur. Everyone's days. an entrepreneur. But like that has more to do with someone's insecurity than actually building a business, mm-hmm. you know? Because building a business is has nothing to do with the title it's about actually making money and so yeah no i like that answer i mean i really like that you're just trying to help people for the sake of wanting to help people i mean this podcast i like entrepreneurship i was like let me just start interviewing people and i'll see what i can learn and look at the people i can meet i mean i'm in downtown vancouver interviewing you and like i'm so happy to be here and i'm so it's just yeah so i'm excited like the people i'm gonna meet the network i'm gonna have and it's it's literally just because it's fun to me. If I make money, I do. If I don't, regardless, it's great. I'm meeting really cool people. 100%, man. Um, so if you could just give one piece of advice, I know that's, that's a very, I hate asking that question, honestly, but if you could give any advice to our viewers right now, if it's starting a business or just following your dreams, doesn't have to be your own business, whatever you want to do, now's the time to share with the people. Yeah, man. So... I genuinely don't know if I'm in a place to get advice right now because I'm 20 years old and there's a lot of things that I'm trying to figure out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're hearing from not an expert, but a person that's just trying and experimenting. But that's what we want on this um, podcast. We want yeah. you. We want you, man. Like <laughs> Totally. Um, but in terms of advice, like when I first started this, man, not a single person told me that this was going to work. Yeah. Like literally my parents, I literally almost got threatened to kick out of the house. Yeah. And like I come from a single mom. And, like, the big thing for us is, like, nobody has a college degree in my family. Um, You know, we lived in a one-bedroom apartment with four people until I was 15. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in one of the most wealthiest places in Vancouver. Right. Um, And it was one of those things where, you know, you got to have a passion for what you're doing. But most importantly, you got to have a purpose on why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Passion is going to be the vehicle that helps you get to your purpose, which is the final destination. But the thing is, you got to make sure that your final destination that you're going to be trying to get at is never, you're never going to be able to reach it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, I'm trying to help as many people as I can. And that's only going to stop when I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the passion, what vehicles that I'm going to do it through, maybe I'm going to do it through speaking. Maybe I'm going to do it through building a TV show or um, building a business. I don't, it doesn't really matter as long as I'm helping people. And so really get down to the core of why you're doing what you're doing. Is it money driven? And it's okay to be money driven, but just like for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and just take the leap, but understand that it's not one of those Mark Zuckerberg stories, but when you take the leap, everything is gonna work out in the end. There's several leaps that you're gonna to have to take. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I thought that dropping out of school was gonna be the, you know, the big thing that's gonna help me blow up. Right. And I dropped out of school again, and then now I'm here. And so it's one of those things you can never predict what's gonna happen in the future. Uh, but if you have a vision, you believe in yourself, um, make sure you're surrounded by people that support you mm-hmm. um, and love you for who you are, not by what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going you're to be in a good place to build. That's beautiful. I mean, that's kind of like I already mentioned a couple of times while we started this podcast. But really what we want to do is show that 
anyone can do it anyone can start the thing it's all about finding your passion once you have that passion just going balls to the wall with it i mean you've probably you've obviously had a roller coaster ride but you had a lot of ups a lot of downs but i don't think you would trade it for the world no um so i'm really happy you came out on the podcast today i really like your story from where you came from and how you kind of jumped into something you didn't really know and just learned everything on yourself and now you guys are growing so fast that's so amazing um, we always like to give our guests the floor for 30 seconds or whatever you want. Tell the people what's going on in your life. Where can they find you? All that good stuff. Instagram, yeah, your website. Um, all of my social handles are I, like letter I, letter M, Sam Park. Like I'm Sam Park. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm just working hard. Um, if there's any way that I can help, let me know. Instinctx.co. Yeah, www.instinctx.co. Um, and then you can follow us on Instagram at, at Crunch Vancouver. We do a lot of food stuff there. Sweet. And that wraps it up. Thank you very much, Sam. And with that, I'm out.